Whether you're calling it the half of a half, the porta pot trot, or the sog dog, if you want a full recap and breakdown of the 2024 Run Disney Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, this is the episode for you. Tuaha come to our happy place. Welcome to the No Guild Disney Podcast, January 2024. Finally, we're just sneaking in under the wire, um, where we have no guilt for our love of all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. Mm-hmm. And perfectly okay with talking about it quite a bit. Quite Hello, a bit. Everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on all socials at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. I am Patty Holiday from the No Guilt Universe, which is No Guilt Disney, No Guilt Fangirl, No Guilt Life, No Guilt Travel. Uh, basically, I am your one-stop No Guilt person. If you have any issues with anything Disney that you need like me to justify for you, I'm your girl. Like I'm going to take care of that for you and make sure that you can have the best trip ever without any guilt associated for whatever reason that might be out there because... That's kind of how I live my life. <laughs> uh, welcome. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. You can also find us in the Facebook group that is No Guilt Disney Pod. Is that right? No, just No Guilt Disney. Nope. Facebook is No Guilt Disney. That's okay. our email, Patty. That's our. Ah, uh, ah. Yeah. Well, okay. There's also for anyone email. who's keeping track. I'm <laughs> fairly certain our first episode aired four years ago. Four. It was. For and and is it today? Is it for today? I think so. I hold on. I'll actually pull it up on my memories, but I know that it was. I know that we snuck in just under the wire. Uh, maybe not today. It might be tomorrow, but okay. it's somewhere in these days. <laughs> Look at our little anniversary, y'all. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought we'd be here four years later? Not, not me. me. <laughs> not me. Hey, we survived a pandemic when there was not a whole lot of Disney to talk about. We really picked the worst time we to did. launch a Disney podcast in January of 2020. It was just kind of hilarious. Not ideal. But here we are. Okay. So today, this are. episode is um, a little delayed, uh, mostly because we had back-to-back -back race weekends uh, for the first time since 2017. Uh, we are going to talk about Disneyland. So anybody who is interested and you want to know our impression of the Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend. Um, also, we're going to address some of the multitude of dramatic um, complaints that people had. Some absolutely justified, like don't get me wrong. Some I think maybe just not knowing how Disneyland works versus Disney World works. I think that plays a lot into this, but Jane and I are going to talk about that and we're going to kind of explain things to you, um, especially if you are looking at um, registering for the next race, which is coming up very soon. Um, next registration is going to be on February the 13th, general registration for the Disneyland Halloween Half Marathon Weekend. So if that is something that you're interested in, um, pay attention to this podcast. We're going to have another episode for you um, real quickly, either immediately after or in within the next couple of days uh, that's going to talk about the Disneyland Half Marathon. But for now, we're going to talk about the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, which is the big granddaddy of all run Disney events. It was Teresa's 
first half marathon-ish ever. <laughs> first ever. attempt. First attempt at a half marathon. And uh, Jane, this was like your welcome back to half marathon because it had been a couple of years since sure. you had done it. <laughs> sure. And, and the fun part is we have two very different um, – thought processes on this thing. I think Jane was super excited when the race got cut and, and Teresa was like Stoked. devastated. Devastated is definitely the word. So, yeah. so we have two opposite. I of course was just cheering you all on because I don't do half marathons anymore. Um, okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to talk about just the whole entire race weekend as a vibe, as a whole and get to that. I think I'm kicking off first because I got there first. I was the first one like participating in any early events um, as a club run Disney member, I'm a gold member, I can get into the expo early. So this is kind of, I have noticed this like funny little thing that run Disney did by offering me that early entry, which anybody that's listened to this podcast or watched us on YouTube, you guys know I'm not like a merch girl, like I don't care. Okay. But because we get early entry and it's part of my benefit I now show up the day before. So Disney gets an extra night in the hotel for me. I used to show up on Wednesday for the marathon weekend. Now I'm showing up on Tuesday so that I can go in for my early entry benefit, even though I don't typically buy a lot of stuff. No, but you buy things now and you never used to buy things. I do. And then that is true because it's such an easy, like, as club member like I walk in and it's so easy for me so yeah I have actually bought things like I bought this at Disneyland was it and she very graciously will also buy things for those of us who might not be flying in as early and want some merch for our races so I did get thank Teresa, you Patty. yeah I did I did grab a shirt or two for Teresa um because I knew that it was going to be important for her and we never know with um Disney merch what's going to fly off the shelves. What's not? In fact, this mug, I didn't even get it the first day. I had to go back and get it the next day because they sold out, but they were restocked. So it's a whole thing. Um, but anyway, so I went to Expo first thing on Wednesday morning, and I will tell you for non-club people, there was already a very long line for both the queue line, like people who knew that they had early queues, uh, queue numbers kind of be coming up. Um, they were already lining up, ready to go in as soon as Disney said, it's your turn. There was also a very long line for people who were looking to pick up their bibs. Um, first day of the expo, particularly for Marathon Weekend, is going to be busy, probably busy all day long, because this is the one race weekend that everybody has to, if you're doing dopey, you have to show up the first day because the races start the next day. And then if you're just a 5K person, which was me. Um, I had to show up to pick up my bib because the race was the next day. So that's just a heads up. If you're planning um, for race weekends in the future and you are a dopey runner, you are going to go, you are going to wait in lines. You are going to be standing there for a while with a lot of your favorite runner friends um, because everybody has to go that first day. I felt like the lines were very were managed really well, but again, it's Disney. They they know how to manage lines uh, for the most part, and um, and they, they had some. They had like the the extra step, at least the way I look at it, where there's a queue line in one of the buildings. We didn't used to have to do that. 
Um, but now there can be a queue line inside one of the buildings to get your bib and a queue line outside of the building to get your bib. Old school Ren Disney folks are like, what? Like, we've never had to do that. You are correct. It's it's never been set up this way. But that was the way they could manage the flow. And they made the floor not like this mass pile of people. Because, of course, once you go in to get your bib, you have to get in line to get your bib. Like, you're in lines to get in lines to get in lines is how the expo works. Um, so here's my thing. Yeah. I need to understand why. I know that they will not, they do not have to tell me, like, I am very big on, like, corporations don't have to tell us anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But we never had to do this 10 years ago. Right. And we had more runners 10 years ago. Right. And the same amount of challenges and the same amount of everything. And I would like to say COVID, pandemic, spacing and all that good stuff. But anyone who's been to Disney knows they're not spacing (laughs) anymore. There's no personal space. So why? Like, that's my thing is like, why are we doing this? It's a great question. And I say the same exact thing every single time I show up and I have to get in one of these lines that we never had to get in before. I'm like, what changed? Why are we doing this? What is the Why are we doing this? It's wild. I don't know. It is kind of wild. It is absolutely different. Um, I I mean, I went on Friday Mm -hmm. and... We still, we didn't have the external line to pick up bibs, but we still had the internal queue to pick up bibs. And usually, um, if you've watched any of the old podcasts or whatever, you know, I'm a big fan of going at the end of the first day. I usually go after work because I live here and I work and all that good stuff. And there's no lines. So I expected by going on Friday and picking up the day before the half marathon, there would be absolutely no lines. We did go when it opened, but I was Mm -hmm. like, what is this line you're sending me through? <laughs> like, yeah. hasn't everyone picked up their bib already? Um, so it's very strange. And I would like answers personally. <laughs> well, and I went, so it's it's great that we all went on different days. So I went on Thursday afternoon. So second day, probably between three and four, I essentially like got off the, went to the airport, got, got my t- stuff at the hotel and went right over to Expo. And I had no lines whatsoever. I walked up to do um, packet pickup. I literally just went right up to the person, was able to get everything. Um, I went over to the Athletes with Disabilities booth. Again, maybe had like one group of people in front of me to get my bib for that and talk to the cast member there, which we'll get into um, in a little bit. But really the only thing I had to wait in a line for was for the characters uh, that, were, that were meeting. <laughs> and that was it. So... I would say day two in like middle of the afternoon, not a bad time to go as long as you're not running one of those first races where you absolutely need where to be there. Well, you have the to be day. there. Yeah. It's, it, it's weird. And, and Jane, the only thing like just spitballing that I could come up with is um, are there more like families or, you know, groups that are attending expo with, and so there's just more physical people in spaces where before, it was very much a runners would just go pick up their stuff and leave. I, I mean, that's the only thing I could come up with because I can visualize standing there and seeing tons of like kids and parents and like groups when there was only one runner. But like there was like no, six people standing there for to support the one runner. They were all standing in line to get their dad a bib or whatever. Right. So, yeah. And that is very possible because I did also notice, especially with the characters at the expo, mm-hmm. that there are a lot of groups that are there. I notice um, there are a lot of people that actually go back to the expo on like yes. second days or third days to take photos. I also noticed tons of like families. And so big groups, 
YouTubers, like everybody in line for these characters. Um, Cause that was, I mean, for me personally, I was like, come on guys, we're run Disney runners. We know how to do this. You get in, you take your two <laughs> photos, you step right out, you keep this line moving. And it was very much not like that. Um, which also goes to, um, I always find that the way that I fry my feet the day before a marathon, a half marathon, a 5k or whatever is standing in character lines the day before at the damn expo. You're going to have to edit that word out. But that is always how I hurt my feet. And I'm always like, why do I feel like garbage? Well, I feel like garbage because I stood on a concrete floor because I had to take a cute photo with Daisy. Okay. Worth it. Worth oh, it. I mean, every time I keep doing it, I learn nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Um, when you said you fried your feet, I was like, you please don't tell me you were wearing like flip flops. It was freezing cold oh, girl, this no. week. Oh, I was picturing the um, no. Michael Scott stepping on his George Foreman grill. <laughs> That's where my brain went. <laughs> so. Excellent, excellent use of a visual. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I anyway. So so yeah. So we had three separate expo experiences. Um, mine. I really don't have any complaints, um, except that I paid for an extra night in the hotel room because I came in the night before so that I could show up early. But yeah, um, as a Club Run Disney member, if merch is important to you or if just like easy is is your thing, it was fairly easy. Um, I did do the merch for the first hour, did the pictures um, for the first hour. And then once it opened up to everybody, I was done with my pictures. And that's when I went and I got into that line. So the line that I got into was that aforementioned line that I mentioned where the people were already standing in line outside before Expo Eve's even started. So there was already just like a large amount of people that were trying to get in and get their bibs. So I ended up getting into that level of a line, which again... Jane, I don't really know why we're suddenly doing this, but we are because it's been like this for the last couple of expos and um, not a fan. And but I don't like it. I, yeah, yeah, I don't but, like it. You know, I don't like lines. So I know I don't like it. I will keep signing up. I will keep complaining. A hundred percent. Like you are the mark of a true run Disney runner. <laughs> I don't like it. I hate it. It ruined everything. When's the next one? <laughs> exactly. Take my money. Take my money, please. Thank you. <laughs> that is pretty much it. Um, okay. So that's Expo. Um, Expo, just for anybody that wants to know um, who it might be like brand new to Ren Disney, um, as we discussed, it's where you can get your like official merchandise uh, for your races. It's where you can get your free, free t-shirts, um, participation t-shirts uh, for the race. And you get your race bib um, that you wear on your body for the race, um, gets you into the crowds. It marks you as a runner. Um, you have to pick up the bib before you can run the race, which is why you have to go to the expo before you run the race. Um, usually it's, you know, the, the day before the first race starts is when the first day of the expo is. And the last day is always on Saturday. Um, so you can plan based on, you know, what your theme park days look like or your flight arrangements look like to show up and do that. I have a whole tips list for you that I will throw down here in show notes um, for anybody who is going to the expo for the first time and just doesn't know what any of this means. If you are like a 
a, a reader versus a listener, then I got that for you. Um, so I'll put that down in show notes um, for you there. Okay, so then I did the 5K. I ran the 5K this weekend, and I'm laughing because I actually ran it. Um, which I hadn't done for a long time. Um, I hooked up with, um, Jane sat this one out since she was doing the half marathon. So my normal 5k person, uh, is Jane and she sat this one out. So it was me and, um, I hooked up with some other friends of ours, uh, Julia, um, Sarah, um, a couple of their friends. We ended up kind of growing as a group as we went on. But when we first got together in the crowd, um, I was like, you guys run cause they're runners. Like they, uh, Sarah was doing Dopey. Um, uh, Jane was doing the 5K and the... T- or not Jane, sorry. Julia was doing no. the 5K and the 10K. Yes. Uh, she did not do... Yeah, she was not doing the half marathon. She was just doing the 5 and 10. But they're they're both runners. And um, I am very much... Pretty much just a fast walker at this point. Like, I, I don't I don't run as much as I, I once did. Um, but out of the gate, they're like... Uh, Galloway just went off. Does anybody want to throw in a little bit of running? And I was like, I don't want to be the only one to say no. So sure. Y'all, we ran the entire 5K. Like it was intervals, but we ran the entire 5Ks. And I really cannot recommend going from couch to literal 5K as a runner because the next day my legs hurt for three days. (laughs) For three. And I was like... We weren't even going like that. We, we kept a decent pace, but like we weren't even going that fast. But I think it's just like the couch to 5K-ness of it all. Like, don't do that. Plus, of course, we stood in line for pictures because we had to do that. Um, but yeah, I was I was kind of excited, though. I was like, it's interesting to see like your body does have memory muscle. Like everybody always says that, that it exists, that it's out there. So I found it again. I was able to run. I didn't hate it which we will then forward this conversation to the Disneyland weekend where more running happened. Who am I? Am I a runner? Am I, am I a runner? Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, maybe it was just the magic of Disneyland <laughs> uh, because that one wasn't even peer pressure. Like that was just me wanting to run. It was weird. Um, okay. So no, and I it, can say, cause you were with me. It definitely yeah. wasn't peer pressure. Cause we know it I was wasn't definitely not a step. Correct. No, she straight up was like, hey, um, I'm just going to go ahead and run for a little bit. And I was like, okay. Who are are you? (laughs) And I did. Um, She did. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, Anywho, so for anybody who's like ups and downs, this is the reason I share all of this is like if you have um, ups and downs with your running capabilities, with your running experience, listen, like there's hope out there. You might find the the love of it again somewhere down the road. Um, I had a great time at that 5K. We had some characters that we don't normally see, which is what I care about. Um, and so we did, I made them stop for, I think they were all planning on like, like walking through some of these characters. And I was like, no, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna stop and get that picture with Clarabelle. We're gonna stop and get that picture with, um, was like Fisherman Goofy. Was that who it was? Anyway, it was somebody kind of random that um, the girls were like trying to tell me no. And I said yes. And so they 
they listen to me and we all take these really cute pictures. So, well, and I noticed because of the way that they distributed characters across the race weekends, because they were doing it by the decades. Yes. The 5k had the most rare characters or the most unique characters. Most I, unique, yeah. I, so that was like the, what, the 30s to the 50s? It was. The, the 5K. And as somebody who loves Clarice the Chipmunk, it's very hard to meet her. I was so frustrated because that she was there the morning of like the pre-race, one of the pre-race characters. Yeah, I was like, the one time I don't do a 5K for a run Disney race, of course she's there. Um, but so there were some really cool characters at the 5K where I feel like if you're signing up for races, you might expect that they save all the, the good ones for the marathon where they have more characters. 5K was good. With 5K characters was good. We had like this um, fish, like I, th I think he was a fisherman, fisherman Goofy. We had the big bad wolf. You had the ugly duckling. We had, no, no. That, did we have oh, that God. at the 5K or was that it? That, that was Disneyland, wasn't it? No, the ugly duckling, I think, was here because we kept saying the ugly duckling in Disneyland and it wasn't. It was Abby, whatever her name is. Abby that Mallard. I, Abby Mallory. Choose to okay. forget who she who is. Who I think but... was on the marathon course because the marathon was like the 2000s. On. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, mm. yes, that was, this is actually a very good point. Um, Disney 100 this year, and they were kind of wrapping it up, I guess. And so the 5K was by certain, gen by certain, what, what, what was the, what was I the, I think decades? It was the 30s, decades. Yeah. So like the 30s to 50s. Okay. I think it was like the 60s and 70s for the 10K. The, 10K, the half was like the 80s and 90s and okay. I think a little bit a little bit of bleed in from the 70s for the half also yeah so like right and then and then the full was I think the 2000s look at Clary uh, look at uh Clarabelle Ew. I was like are you calling her Clarice no. <laughs> yeah Clarabelle um and then at the end of the race uh it was Oswald so yeah we so I guess that fit with whatever we were doing, which I didn't catch that at the time. I had zero concept that that's what we were doing. Um, but then, yeah, that's what it was clearly by the next race, like obvious that that's what they were going to do. Um, so yeah, so the, my 5k experience was good, was fun. Um, I will say it was a, you know, it was kind of a cold weekend, at least to me, it was a cold weekend, cold and rainy, I think at points. I heard the 10K, so the, the 10K, I've heard that was the coldest morning, I think, yeah. for people waiting around. Uh, the morning of the half was windy, but I didn't think in terms of temperature, like it wasn't that bad compared to what I heard people talking about from the previous morning. Okay. But I heard the 10K was very chilly. Yeah, I think because it was so cold, I, I didn't get out and cheer like I normally do because... I just, I couldn't warm up that weekend. I just, just it was just one of those things. Um, so that's 5K. We didn't have anybody. None of us ran the 10K. Um, let's go ahead and move on then, I guess, to conversation about the half marathon. Now, Teresa, I know you mentioned your athletes with disabilities situation. Do you want to talk to us about what happened at Expo? Um, let's get into that in just a minute. Yeah, so going starting back at Expo, um, I did want to talk through that check-in process just in case it's something that might be a thing you need to do in the future and you're just not sure what happens. So essentially at Expo in the same room where you do a packet pickup to get your bib, on the other side of it, there was a booth um, for athletes with disabilities. And that's where you go to talk about um, to get your AWD bib if you're getting one. Um, if you have a guide that's running with you, you can also pick up their bib or they can get it when they arrive. Um, and then just to talk about any other concerns you have with the day. 
And so I actually did want to talk to somebody there because if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that between the point of race registration and actually showing up for race day, they kind of changed what the process was for athletes with disabilities, which I am going to abbreviate to AWD now for moving forward. So for simplicity. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they um, essentially had changed it where at, historically, if you were an AWD, particularly if you were one who was racing with a guide, you were automatically put into that AWD corral um, and no proof of time was needed because you kind of knew that inherently you would be put in that corral with all the other um, disabled athletes. Uh, that changed over the course of the past year and was really made official around wine and dine. Um, and at that point, uh, once you get into wine and dine, you know, it's two months before marathon weekend and there's no opportunity to then get a proof of time to try and submit. Um, if they're saying that they're going to put you in your, your proper corral placement based on your pacing, which I'm like, well, you don't know what my pacing is. So, um, I'd heard people had a lot of bad experiences at wine and dine. So I was very nervous going into marathon mm -hmm. weekend. I'd actually emailed both track shack and run Disney. And I'll say, this is my one big complaint with kind of how this was handled is that the communication, not just to athletes, but between the two groups could be improved um, because essentially both groups kind of pointed the finger at the other saying like, no, like track check, I emailed them first. They're like, nope, email run Disney for accommodations questions. Run Disney's like track check handles, any like anything around crowd placement. Okay. So kind of going into expo, I was just, I didn't know what was going to happen and hearing bad stories about the, the previous race weekend, just very anxious. And I'll say, thank goodness for the, the cast member or staff member, because I'm not sure who they fell under, mm -hmm. who was working the AWD booth that day, but they were great. And I heard this from many other other people who were there that day um kind of the person was there was very sympathetic and understood kind of where we were coming from my concern i'd been put into f corral was because i'd heard again from wine and dine weekend there was basically a sprint for people who were in those corrals in the back there were more like holding areas before you get to the real corrals that yes. essentially people were sprinting to get in there and it was just I, not something that i thought would be safe for me trying to both stay with my guide and actually like navigate to a spot before the race. In so case was, anybody's new here, Teresa has visual impairment. Yes. And yes, so I off with that. So yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So being in the dark with a bunch of people rushing around, you know, like that could have absolutely been uh, dangerous. Yes. For you. Um, so so yeah. I, I talked to the person there. And so I was actually able to get moved up to be in an actual corral to start. And that was that was really all I wanted. I spoke with a few other friends who also have um, visual disabilities and had done the previous race weekends um, being put in the AWD corral versus not being put in. And so I know they were actually able to talk to um, the person working and explain their situation. And they some people were able to get the, the gold star or the gold sticker to go into the AWD corral that morning. So it seems like they are still trying to figure out what's right. I think mm -hmm. my other friends just could explain their situations better. I didn't want to push my luck. I was like, I just want to be in a real corral. Yeah. Um, so that was, like I said, it was handled really well at Expo. It definitely put me in a better frame of mind for Good. the race weekend. But I will say, I still wish, it, essentially whatever the policy is when you're registering, I wish that's what the policy they would stick with up to the race weekend or announce changes earlier or even if you know one of the thoughts i was like if they could extend I've... the length of time to provide proof of time for athletes with disabilities because All there's just not a lot of like reasonable. even your local races yeah. might not be able to accommodate you so be, just yeah. giving additional time to get that pot in would be great but 
all that aside, like the actual check-in process was really smooth. Um, so I, I felt better once I was there kind of getting everything settled. Um, and then race morning, like, I guess we should, I don't want to skip to race morning yet. Let's talk about, let's, let's talk about, um, leading up this entire race weekend, there were concerns about the weather. So none of this was completely shocking and out of left field, but it was ultimately a disappointing for many, not so disappointing for some, um, response, um, in the end. Uh, we knew that there was concerns about weather. We knew that that runners were going to get wet. That was the conversation all week long, that they thought the 10K and possibly the half marathon, I think those were the two main races that they were concerned about, um, you getting wet. Uh, as the week went on, the Saturday race just really was starting to look questionable. Um, for those that don't know, it is when you sign up, it is rain or shine. They run no matter what the temperature is, hot, cold, whatever, like that's what you agree to. The exceptions are always under safety. And by safety, they mean lightning, strong winds. If it's a course situation where, yes, runners might be fine, but the volunteers standing out there or the medical folks in a medical tent standing out there, if any of that puts people at risk, that's how they're making these calls. So runners are like, oh, well, we're running anything. Just let us go. Like, we don't care. You're right. We get it. You're all nuts. We know. Um, the issue is, is that for the volunteers, for the medical personnel, for all of the race staff that has to be out there, that has to be taken into account. And so this, um, to the, the best of my knowledge, and I do feel like I have the history of Run Disney down. This is only the second time that we have had a, nope, I'm lying. The third time, fourth time, I think it's mm-hmm. fourth time. The marathon had... was shortened. Oh, no, then it's, it's the fifth time. So it's we had, okay. Um, we had the wine and dine half of a half that was in yes. 2015. Yes. Um, we had the, 2017 half marathon was completely canceled. That's what I was we had. Of. The 2019 5K was delayed. Oh, uh, yeah, the Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah, 5K yeah, yeah. that was delayed due to like by two hours or something crazy. Yep. 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 We had the marathon course that was shortened. Uh, that was 2020. That was the shortened mm-hmm. course in 2020. And then now we have this one. Okay. So. So there you go. It doesn't happen often. Sometimes it's just delays sometimes. But when you're looking at the half marathon, um, the problem with the weather um, and also with delaying things is it was such a long course and it's so spread out that if crap hit the fan while runners were out there or volunteers were out there, it would have been impossible to like gather all the chickens and get them to safety um, in an easy way. Which is why I believe that they they ultimately decided to, to do what they decided to do. Um, that first half of the half back in 2015, this is when mm-hmm. um, it was the night race for wine and dine. So they delayed and delayed as long as they could. And then ultimately decided that they had to. Um, and they actually had like physical places where they could take people inside at the start of that race. That was not going to be the case for this half marathon. So um, that was why that one got cut short. 
was it was also a, a delay. It was also a very different weather event. Um, so yeah. the weather event for the half for the wine and dine that year, it actually was a pop up thunderstorm that wasn't predicted. And when it came through, um, as lots of our pop up thunderstorms do, they come in like a hurricane for five minutes. Yeah. And so it's a hurricane and then it's beautiful out. And that's exactly what it did. So they can watch that on the radar to make the calls. And they um, they were able to make that call. But then by the time they recovered the area of the course that was affected, you know, first they had to delay because they couldn't send runners down because they could see it coming in on the radar. And then they had to recover what was going on there. So they shortened the course in order to make it safe for everybody and, and keep the course clear. And you that ran year. that one and you were not mad about running a shortened course that night either. No, that was the one um, <laughs> that a friend of ours was at the finish and said, where are you? And I sent a photo of me sitting on somebody's chair at the boardwalk drinking a beer in the middle of the race. So no, I was good. <laughs> this does not bother Jane whatsoever. Cut short, not at whatever. All. Um, we're all good with that. Okay. So that's just a little history. Um, it does happen. It doesn't happen often. Um, I was affected by that cancellation in 2017. And I literally was like, if there was proof that God loves me, that was the proof I needed. Um, because I was not trained whatsoever for that race. I knew I was absolutely going to get yanked off of that course. Uh, and the fact that we didn't have to run it at all. And I got to go out to Magic Kingdom the night before instead and stay out late and not have to wake up early. It's just a beautiful thing for me. So I am also team, like, whatever we need to do for safety, I don't mind. However, we fully respect the Teresas that are out there, um, the folks that have, you know, put in all the time, all the effort, all the training, all the money, all the everything that comes into these races. And you just want to complete your miles and you want to complete, complete your experience. Um, so I know I got Jane's perspective of things when hers was cut. She was like, party on. Um, Teresa, what was, what, what, what did you do? It was a little different. So I was actually, um, on my way back from dinner, um, back to the resort and I got a text from a friend and they're like, did I hear right that it's a modified course? And this was at like between six and six fifteen. Yeah. So I'm like, this was early, like when they were making decisions. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, hold on. Um, so it took a few minutes for all the info to come together, but essentially finding out that, you know, what I heard was that it's a course being shortened with uh, Magic Kingdom being eliminated completely and the goal to have everybody off the course by eight o'clock. And I was on the the boat going from Disney Springs back to, to Port Orleans and I held it together up until the point I got off of the boat and then just started like sobbing up to the point I got to my room. Because um, to Patty's point, like I said, I want to say, I definitely, you know, understand team safety. Like we are, we are all team safety and wanting them to make the best choice that they can for everybody involved. So I'm like, and, and seeing kind of what happened the next day, I think they made the right call. So I'm, I'm not, I, they made the right decision at the time. However, as someone who is not really a runner and hates training and like as somebody who I can, can only train in the mornings, like part of it was I built up doing my first half marathon sure. so much, especially with a lot of like just the health things I've gone through in my life. To me, this was like a vision bucket list item where it's mm -hmm. like, I want to do this. I want to train it. I want to check it off to prove to myself that I can. Yeah. So having like 
led into that, um, knowing how much I hated training to get that news like an hour before I was supposed to go to bed was just, it was a lot happening all at once. Um, and thank goodness for um, my friend Chrissy, who was flying in to do the marathon the next day. She got there at like 7.15 and came to the room and I, she, you know, she was able to get me to like laugh through it to kind of to get yeah. to the other side and, you know, have the mindset of I'm going to make this the best 7.1 miles that I can. That's still longer than any like official distance I've ever done. So I'm, I'm going to make the most of the time that I have. But even like I didn't sleep well that night at mm -hmm. all because it was just kind of weighing on me um, and even getting to the next morning. I think the next morning it was a lot better. But yeah, it, it was really hard to know you put so much time and effort and just whenever you have something that you're building up to be this momentous thing to feel like the rugs pulled out from under you totally at the fair. last minute it was hard yeah but again they they made the right choice like they made the right call because uh jane i know you'll talk about it when you talk about your race experience like they they had a goal of getting everyone off the course by eight they had to cut that even shorter and kind of pick up you know change the time when they needed to get people off the course for for safety reasons so they made the right decision, but uh, it's not not the decision in the moment that I was hoping for. Listen, and that's completely fair. Like I said, like I I really feel for folks um, when this kind of stuff happens, they feel cheated. They feel like their efforts aren't worthy anymore. There's a lot of folks who showed up early to the race area and ran around the parking lot or they finished the race and ran around the parking lot or they went back to their hotel and ran around the resort or got on a treadmill and completed their miles because they were determined to do 13.1 that day. All mad respect for anybody that chose to do that. I also feel like if you didn't choose to do that, there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, the way, yeah, the way that I've always looked at these races is that the actual race is your, um, your celebration lap. Like that is the pat yourself on the back look, because the hard work of these races is the training that goes in ahead of time, in my opinion. So, um, so that's just how I look at it. I think that anybody that had to get through this in any way, shape or form, and got through it all, whatever your race looked like, we're proud of you. Um, but I do recognize like the disappointment of not getting your official 13.1 that you you envisioned. And of course, you guys didn't even get to go to Magic Kingdom. So you got a lot of highway miles. However, the positive, we're going to talk about the positive of what you guys got out of that shortened mileage here when we come back. So the one thing about shortening this race that Ren Disney got right is they did not shorten your entertainment. That race was packed full of characters. Packed full. I think you got a character like every half mile or something ridiculous, right? I think there were a we few did. spots. Yeah, like it was, there was definitely a lot of characters. Um, there were a few spots, like it was a little bit more extended between them. And I think it was, I, I saw what the full list of characters was supposed to be later mm -hmm. on. And so they definitely did have to cut a few, but we did get more um, Epcot time 
uh, from what the course was originally supposed to be. So they did try to find ways to make up getting some extra in-park time, considering they had to cut Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think they made sure to get more of those characters, you know, try and consolidate, get more characters in on the course, or as many as they could, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely thought... um... I definitely thought for the circumstances that they were given, this was handled because I have been involved in four out of the five canceled slash delayed (laughs) races. Right. um, And thrilled every single time. So what does that say about me as a human? (laughs) Um, And I will say that this one was the best of all of them. I think that, I think that they are learning as much as we think that Run Disney doesn't care and they don't learn and they don't understand and whatever. I absolutely think they are. I think they've learned a lot from the recent changes in weather that they've had to deal with. And the only thing that I hear from a lot of people was, and and this is true, because it was a half marathon sized race on a little over a 10K course Um, there was less room for people to spread out. So it did lead to, you know, some longer character lines, some bottlenecks and things um, there. But I mean, I will say that I only took two official photos on that course because I knew um, Clopin and Esmeralda were on the course and Hercules and Meg were on the course. And I was like, Nothing else matters except getting to those two photos. And I was like, that was worth it for me. But the course was busy, like, almost the whole way. And that was the 90s era, right? It's So it was like yep. part of the 70s up through the 90s. So the one... And because it was at the beginning of the race, the one I missed that I was really disappointed about was Merlin. Because you don't see him a lot. But because mm-hmm. you don't see him a lot, that line was so long. Yeah. And with me still, like, even though it was shortened, I was still concerned about finishing in totally the new a lot of time. And just totally as a, it. you know, someone doing my first distance race, I was, I, that wasn't like one I wanted to stop for, given what the line was. Mm-hmm. I did get two characters I was very excited about. So I did get Robin Hood, which that's, I, that was my favorite movie as a kid, my yeah. favorite Disney movie. So Robin Hood, super important for me to get that one. And then Powerline Max. Child, child of the 90s had to get Powerline Max. Um, and that was one of my favorite experiences of the entire race because we definitely had a big sing-along and dance-off while waiting in that line. <laughs> so that was great. Whoever was around me for that, that was fantastic. And thank you. Um, but See, yeah, so Powerline was gone by the time I got there because it had already started raining. Yeah, and so yeah. that was the other thing was like, depending upon where you were, you may have missed some of the end mm-hmm. characters because of the rain. Um, but even with that, I still think they did a fantastic job. Yeah. And I do want to talk about, cause Patty, you mentioned you know, making improvements an improvement that they did make that was not specific to run Disney races, but, um, they also had a photo area near the new, the Walt statue that's in Epcot, the dreamers point. And we I've got heard, that too on the 5k. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard from people who have been getting those photos at night that the, the way that it's lit, like typically in the parks is not great at night. Cause it's just lit from the bottom. I was very appreciative that they thought yeah, ahead to have overhead lighting. So my pictures there turned out fantastic. Um, we but, did yeah. stop and had a big group around Walt and the picture turned out great. And so, yes, that is something that we wondered if we were going to get to see it. I wondered if we were going to like be able to run through the Moana section, which 
with all the water and stuff yeah. like that makes total sense for them to be like, no, but also I think it's too small anyway to do that. But we did get to go, um, go and get our picture on the 5k with Walt too. So, and I, I would assume the 10k was the same. So probably each race weekend, something to look forward to princess runners out there is that, um, I would assume that the race, uh, routes will be the same. So smile with Walt because he's worth it. It's a good picture. Okay. Um, Jane, what about your ending? Because this is actually kind of a funny experience for you. You thought you were getting confetti for a moment there, didn't you? So, um, so yes. <laughs> so anyone who, um, I don't know, I might have said it in the Facebook group. I think I said it on social media. I don't really know. But um, anybody who I've talked to for sure knows that I, A, did not train, and B, I was not permitted to run. Um, I was only permitted to walk per my doctor's orders. Um, so, which is also another reason why I didn't train because I was not going out to take these walks because that's miserable. And I also hate training. So like, why am I going to do this? So um, this race was actually my training walk <laughs> for Dumbo the following weekend. And um, yes, to Patty's point, I was absolutely thrilled that it was cut short because what could be better than no training is less training. So um, I absolutely loathe the rain and was like, this is going to be terrible, except for the fact that I had those two photos to work towards. Um, I did make it to those photos and then we kept going and I was with my friend and we knew when you run enough of the Disney races, you kind of know the parts where there's going to be what people will call the hard sweeps, right? So that's where the buses pull up and they'll pick up tons of people. And like, by the way, I do not walk that fast. Contrary to what Patty will tell you on the Disneyland episode, I'm not really that fast. Um, but I can clip along. And so we kind of knew that if we had gotten into Epcot and got past, um, the back of like the international gateway area that that would be sort of like you're in a more comfortable spot now I, i'm saying this sort of with the caveat that they will pick you up anywhere along a course if you are not moving if you are not moving quickly if you are you can be as many people will tell you people have been at the guardians building which is about point point it's two around the, the corner yeah it's around the corner see the finish they will absolutely slap you on a golf cart and and be like nope sorry your race is over so when i say that we were safe ish we weren't but in our mind it was that hey if we can just get by that point then everything else from there we'll just keep one foot in front of the other and we are good to go um so we did that and as i mentioned earlier by the time we had hit um epcot it had started to rain and we were like, okay, so the beginning of the race, there wasn't a lot of rain. And we were like, all right, well, it's humid. It's kind of gross. Like, what's going to happen? Started to rain. We didn't see power line. People were still singing and like having this grand old time, which was great because like to me, it was just like the camaraderie of all of us being out there. And then all of a sudden, like the rains are coming down and we're like, okay, 
<laughs> we get and into that was right around the area too that they had like there was a bunch of cast members back there cheering like that Tons. Like, claps like claps for those cast members because i think they were going to be distributed around the course and that was just like the most energy of anywhere so just yes. thank you anybody who was standing there cheering it was very much appreciated given the circumstances so thank you yeah, and, and that was something that we talked about. We had said, you know, we believe that all of the volunteers that were going to be across the course, they had put them everywhere. So every portion of this course was covered in people, which is what made it so great. And yeah. it's like, wow, like this was a really great experience. Um, in Morocco, I stopped to take, um, when you walk by Morocco, there was a photo op, which I believe was Genie, is what I've heard. It was either Genie or Aladdin and Jasmine at some point. I'm not sure. But the snake was up. And of course, I stopped to take a photo of it because Karen Swifty's reputation is coming. <laughs> and when I stopped to take that photo, I looked behind me and there were zero, zero people behind me. Zero. And I turned and I looked at Evelyn and said, Evelyn, there's no one behind us. <laughs> she said, hold on and looked. And she said, oh, no, there's one guy right there. <laughs> so it is pouring on us. And we realize that they cut this course short. So now we have a whole five minute argument. First of all, we're trying to call somebody to tell them, oh, my gosh, they cut this course right behind us. Not because we were slow, but just because of weather. Weather. Um, so we're trying to call somebody, but our hands are too slippery, so we can't use the phone. And then um, now we're having an argument about how annoyed we are that we were so fast, because if we had been slower, we would have been able to do less. So this is really working against us. Um, so that was part of our, our thought process. Follow and us then, for all the running tips, because... Correct. Yeah, yeah. We are, you know, professional runners over here. Absolutely. So absolutely. we come around to the front um, to where you go back into future world where which I'm sure has an appropriate name. Teresa, what where is where is that? It's like right by um, I don't know the new neighborhood names. <laughs> right? It's like like where like the the two stores are and then there's the Yeah, the the path through to go towards like the middle space. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also great at charades. So <laughs> we come around there and it's lined with like medical and race officials. And, you know, here's the two of us. And mind you, we are just absolute clowns. So we're singing at the top of our lungs to like, bye, 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 I think was on. And we are dancing, walking our way in and they're just cracking up. And we realize like they're literally waiting for us to come around here on this course. And we're like, okay, we kept going and they had held the balloon ladies at uh, mission space. So when we finally turned the corner, the balloon ladies are waiting there. And I think what had happened was they cut the course right behind us to redirect everybody to that turnaround right there at the end before you mm -hmm. go to world showcase. So we actually wound up going towards world showcase where everybody else got to turn around. I say got to, cause I'm still mad. Um, but we did at that point, they did finally set the balloon ladies free. And so we kind of walked in with them. So at that point, when we had gotten to the finish line and I had passed a few people, um, you know, as we, we kept going, when I got to the finish shoot area, like before I was heading down, all of a sudden I was like, am I the last person in this race? 
Because in the past, and I don't even know if they're still doing it or not, to be honest, but in the past, when you were the last person, you would get confetti just like the first person. It was pretty cool. Um, And I was like, well, this would have been an accident, but like also wild. Um, So I did take like a spin around to look to see if I was the last person. I was not the last person, but I really loved, as it is still pouring, First of all, when we finished this race, the DJs had all rain themed songs. Have you ever have you ever seen the rain? Um, There was like multiple rain songs that they were playing. And it was just like the theming of just hitting home about this rain. Fantastic. I really I was like, kudos to Disney DJs. Yes. And as I'm crossing that finish line, the rain just opens up and like floods down on me and I was like this is the greatest race finish of my life so as much as I hated that 7.1 miles I have fantastic finish line photos with zero people in them and it was one of like my favorite race memories like I was like what a great ending to a really not great situation so I absolutely loved it and oh and by the way the balloon ladies finished ahead of me because why give that effort at that point? <laughs> Why? I mean, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, we had that same conversation in the 5K when we were finishing. Uh, they were like, anybody want it? We were coming right around um, Guardians. And they were like, okay, it's time to run again. And Julia just goes, Why? Why? <laughs> and we were all like, good point. So we walked that one in as well because yeah. why um again why. serious runners here serious runners um yeah i think that i think that all in everything that i heard is that yes people were mad yes people were upset yes people were angry um disappointed all of those things but then as run disney runners do they always find a way to like make lemonade out of um, the lemons that they were handed. And I loved reading all these stories, which by the way, I'm going to put together a blog post from our Facebook group of people that talked about how they felt on these races. Um, And I'm just going to have it on the blog for like historical purposes. But if you want to come and read some really cool inspirational discussions about how they felt and what they did um, to make up their miles, I, it's it's going to be a good read. It's a good read. So it is in our Facebook group, but I will also link in the show notes um, that blog post when I put it together for you. Uh, I will tell you that, like, speaking of the songs and all the rain songs, the DJ was killing it because somebody in a group um, said that at the end of everything, when they were finally, like, trying to clear out the parking lots because people finished, but then people stuck around and like was running around the, the parking lots. There's all these pictures of um, garments of up and down the parking lot, you know, to, to get their miles in. Um, somebody said that the DJ started playing songs made to make everybody leave. So this person heard hit the road, Jack and um, goodbye, yellow brick, brick road and closing That's amazing. time. Like they were trying to clear everybody out by the end of that race because they we, we had some more weather coming through and they needed everybody to freaking get in your car or on a bus and get the heck out of there. Out of there. Yeah, because I like said eight o'clock was originally the time they were trying to clear it. I think seven, seven a.m. ended up being when they actually yeah. did have to clear people off the course and kicking them out. So I think 
uh, Lisa ended up, who was my AWD guide, she ended up getting to like 10.3 miles, um, kind of doing laps at the end before they were like, you have to, you've got to get on a bus, get to your car and you gotta get, get going. out here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was definitely something that, um, you know, once, once in a run Disney experience, hopefully you will encounter. It doesn't happen all the time, even though with, you would think with Florida being as weird as Florida is like this would happen more often, but strangely like we, we really don't have that many stories but now if you were part of this you have a story to share um about this crazy half of a half um situation that went on uh the marathon i think went off without a hitch chrissy ran cool. it what did so the marathon it, it, it went off bit. without a, it the first 13 miles or so. Um, I say Chrissy, when she was running, um, she's pretty quick. I was so going to say, Chrissy's fast, so she just dodged those rainbows. Yeah, so that, like- this would be different. But I know for her, it, like, it was around halfway through the course. They had their own completely unexpected rainstorm. Like everybody, like after the half had been talking about, oh, but the weather looks so good for the marathon. And for her, it was like halfway through the race. And it was about like two, two and a half miles of just running in a torrential downpour. And it was just rain. So at that point, they weren't going to adjust the course Mm -hmm. or, you know, no concern of lightning. It was, I say just rain, acknowledging that when it's a downpour and then you have to finish your race in wet shoes and just unprepared for the conditions. It's not pleasant, but yeah, they had their own um, unexpected Florida storm in the middle of it, which I know made the second half of the race challenging for a lot of people just in terms of comfort. Um, But it was great. So I ended up uh, cheering for her near the finish line over at Epcot. Uh, So I got to see like people as they were essentially coming down, like I could see them like when they were coming coming down right before they do the turn for mm-hmm. the finish line, which was good for me to be able to get like a heads up for when, when people were coming. Um, so I could find her and find Lisa, uh, who was also doing the marathon the next day. But you could definitely tell people were so excited. You know, you would be for finishing a marathon regardless, but people were so excited to be done that race, I think, because they just wanted to get their shoes off. Yeah, because of all the rain. Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot about that. So that's Marathon Weekend. Um if you ran it, if you have some feedback, if you have some discussion, if you want to still talk about it, if you want to share some pictures, whatever you want to do, uh, Jane, where can they find us? Uh, you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com, or you can join us in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney. And join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it is no fun to fangirl, run Disney, half of a halves alone um because listen if i had known it was a half of a half i might have signed up for it because that metal was cute (laughs) bye (laughs) y'all